The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Angel Tarot Show with best-selling author and Angel Tarot expert, Radley Valentine. Plan your week ahead with gentle guidance from your angels, combine with the wisdom of Tarot, and create the magical life you deserve. Hey, everybody, it is Radley here with the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively found on mindbodyspirit.fm, unless, of course, well, you could be watching on YouTube, and in case, hey, good to see you. So I have the stunningly beautiful and incredibly brilliant Claire Stone with me here today. So Claire Stone is a best-selling Hay House author, an international psychic reader, and the founder of the Angel Mystery Show. She was born with the ability to see and hear angels, and Claire has dedicated the past 20 years. Yes, she is old enough to have done that. She started when she was four. I think you started when you were four. To the ability to teach the spirituality of the angelic realm and how they're accessible to all. Uh, Claire is an absolutely delightful person who has a unique perspective on the whole concept of angels, in particular, the female angels. And that's why I wanted to have her on, because that's not really something that we have talked about that much on this particular show. And Claire is the bona fide expert on this particular topic. Hey, Claire. Hi, Rad. Thanks so much for having me on here. Super excited. I'm so glad that you could be here. And here is a peek at her book. I've been doing Kindle these days because my house is a mess for books. So here it is, The Female Archangels. And so, Claire, you were saying right before we came on that you pulled a card from Angel Wisdom Troll Cards. What is it? Yeah, I have pulled the Two of Cups, which is a really beautiful card. Uh, It's all the positive vibes, just joining forces, I feel like. And do you know what? That could represent us too, having these amazing conversations, but it could also represent the angels as well, because, you know, the angels that we're used to in the past are the masculine angels. And today we're going to be talking about the feminine angels. However, angels we know are androgynous. So what we're really speaking about is those masculine and feminine qualities that these angels can help us with. And then we've got that little cherub at the top which could be like the higher self. So that union of masculine, feminine, which then opens us up to that oneness of the divine. Exactly. And I love that. Hold that up. Don't don't let it drop it. Because here's the thing. Here's what I'm seeing from this card is I'm seeing a, a Radley and Claire basically holding a cup up to one another saying, I toast your vision of how all of this works. And we, it's, it's the two of us basically saying, your way, my way, there is no my way, your way. There is just the angelic way, the the way of the divine and an angel literally blessing this moment of 
let's drink a toast to one another and talk about how magical angels are and how they can be looked at in so many beautiful and different ways. So I think that was the perfect card. So let's just hop onto this amazing topic. So explain to people this whole concept of the female archangels and how, where did that come from and what does it look like? As you said in my bio, I've always seen angels and spirits and even animals. Being a child, I had lots of mystical experiences such as astral projection. Um, It just happened naturally. No one in my family is psychic. I was raised a Christian. My um, grandparents were actually scared of me and, and my spiritual gifts. So it wasn't encouraged at all. But when I got to 14 years old, I had this chronic anxiety and agoraphobia. It was a real dark time. Um, My mum was a single parent, alcoholic. So I was raising my twin sisters who were only about two or three at the time. So life was tough. I hadn't been going to school or having a normal childhood at all. And this one night, I'd always prayed to God because that's the way I'd been raised. But this night, I was a little bit annoyed with God because, you know, I'm 14 years old and I don't understand spiritual law and lessons and the law of attraction and everything. And um, it was kind of like God was in the bad book. So I opened up my prayer this night and I was saying, can anyone help me? Is there anyone there that can help me? I've had enough life just too hard. And it was a an angel. It was Ariel. <laughs> the lioness of the goddess I like to call instead of God. I keep the the masculine angels like Michael, he who is like God, and then the feminine of the goddess, because I think that's really nice. It was Ariel that appeared to me. And this is bizarre, Adley, but I know that you will like Garrett because you've probably had some uh, experiences like me. I didn't even know what anxiety was. I hadn't seen a GP. I wasn't on medication. I had no um, therapist or anything. But the angel, Ariel, told me that I needed to go to the bus stop, which was outside. It wasn't far. So the next day I did what she said and I went to the bus stop. And then the next day she said, right, you need to get on the bus and get off after one stop and then you can come back. And what I didn't realize we were doing at the time, she was desensitizing me to going back outside. Like, there's no way a 14-year-old kid is going to know how to do, do that or, like, what is even going on. In the end, I ended up going into the town center, getting a taxi back, and it went from there. So she set me these challenges. Now, I how I see angels is as if they are human, but I always explain that angels are just beings of light and I think that they present themselves to us in a way that we feel safe and comfortable how we can accept them so that's how I did perceive um, Ariel then I got massively interested into spirituality because this was a miracle Radley I could go outside I hadn't been out for two years and now I can do normal things I went to college I became a holistic therapist Um, I'm a master herbalist, aromatherapy, reflexology. I just wanted to heal. Uh, I loved uh, Louise Hay. Um, So this is where my spiritual journey really started then. Um, And I absolutely love Archangel Michael and Uriel. I know Uriel is your favorite angel because of Ashley. (laughs) Um, Because we're fire signs. (laughs) 
And, you know, it was as I got a bit older, I started to actually wonder because, you know, I'm always wondering why this, why that? I'm a very curious minded person. Why are the angel names all named after they got masculine names? So this was a question that I had because the angels that I had met, even though I knew they were androgynous, they would appear as masculine or feminine to me. So I started asking the angels these questions. Then I got led. Uh, you know, synchronicities into this divine feminine path and understanding about how the feminine wisdom teachings had been suppressed in our history. And I feel that these divine feminine angels, they are the wisdom keepers of the divine feminine teachings. So that's what they can help us with. So for example, uh, intuition, nurturing, they're all feminine. And then our masculine is being logical, come on, let's execute this plan or this goal, let's go and do it. So there are these opposites that complement each other. Also, when I was 19, I met my spiritual teacher who he actually passed away last year. Mm -hmm. Um, He was an Aikido sensei and he taught me about the principles of yin and yang which you can which is masculine and feminine sun and moon you know if we don't attach gender to those words we can more understand what they are but this was all about key energy and uh, raising the energy through your chakras and people listening who are interested in yoga might have heard of the um, energy channels that run through the chakras called ida and pingala and that means sun and moon So it's all my spiritual path has all been about trying to balance my own masculine and feminine energies. So, yes, the masculine and feminine angels. As you were on this path towards like, I'm going to put words in your mouth, seeing this whole like over emphasis on the masculine element and energies of the archangels. Because let's face it, religion really likes their archangels to be male. They just, they like that. Or at least they did for a really long time. And so you started to like, in your search for the divine feminine, in your search for the magic of life that is that feminine energy, you started to go, but wait. And and so as you progressed, again, I'm putting total words in your mouth. You tell me I'm wrong. As you progressed, you got to this place of like, I'm going to really go down that rabbit hole. I'm really going to go find it. And so I presume that at some point you said, I would like a roster. I would like a list of names. I want to meet them all. Or did they just come to you slowly? Or how did this (laughs) book, The Female Archangels, how did that manifest? How did it how did it get there? Well, every angel that I talk about in that book, I had a personal encounter with. Um, it's not necessarily an angel that I have gone and researched. Um, so it, I didn't sit down one day and think, right, I'm gonna do this. That's a masculine way to do it. And you know, that's that's great. Um, but I actually had these encounters and before we went live, we were talking about systems of angels and now there's like a set mm-hmm. of 15 angels. Yeah. And I haven't actually categorized the 15 feminine for 
for each of those feminine, uh, masculine, the 15. Right. I haven't paired that entire thing up because I don't know every single divine feminine angel. So I'm not just going to start thinking, oh, well, that makes sense because I like to talk about things that I've actually had an experience about right. uh, rather than just trying to figure it out. Um, so when I met Aurora, for example, she is the twin ray angel of Uriel. And they are the uh, angels of the solar plexus. And I was probably in my early, must have been in my early 20s because I was quite new to be doing Reiki and healing. And one day a week, I used to work giving massages to these mental health nurses. And every time I came home, my head would be pounding. Mm. And I thought, what's going on? And I got home, I asked the angels can you you know show me why every week I feel so drained and have this headache and I actually the first time I met her it was in a dream now I'm great at lucid dreaming like that's something that I do frequently and I'm uh, I'll I'll register my jealousy right now And what she showed me in the dream was that I wasn't using psychic protection properly and my solar plexus was absorbing everyone's stuff. And obviously these nurses had really hard jobs and they're absorbing from their patients and I was taking it all from them. So she showed she like showed me how to pull all the energy out of the solar plexus and, and to clear it. So that was how I met Aurora. So, you know, there's a bit of a story behind each. There's 11 angels that I've thought about in that book but I have since met another one um which is Layla um and she's the the twin of um Azrael well that's interesting so each of the 11 and now 12 but in the book there are 11 and so they're each paired up or they each have kind of like I don't want to call it paired up because I don't want to like marry them you know what I'm saying it's like because I have a theory on that and we're going to see if it matches yours in a minute but do do each of the 11s have like a twin flame or another side of their existence that match somebody in the 15 or do some of them not or do some how does that work yeah yeah so well I'll work with Michael and Faith because everyone loves Archangel Michael So this is the way I see it. So it's a it's like a, a twin ray. I like the word twin ray because okay. I feel like flame makes people think about romance and you know. And I kind of see the angels as them they're being the same, but they're also not the same. Angels are difficult to describe in that way because the miracle workers and they're beyond our logical mind what they can do but how how I always describe it which is a dead simplified way is imagine that Michael and Faith are a batterer and uh, Michael is the positive side and uh-huh. Faith is the negative side of right. the same thing mm-hmm. flip side of a coin heads yeah. and tails of the yeah. same coin yeah that we're on we're on the same thing because to me, I I have this perception that we as human beings are having this experience in this existence that is very focused on duality. It's very focused on light and dark and male and female. 
And so we as human beings want to attribute that to angels, which is where angels that are, as you say, androgynous or without gender, we assign a gender to because we can't help ourselves. And we just can't, we just can't help ourselves. And so I wondered, it's like, you know, Michael and Faith or Uriel and Aurora, it's like, are they the same energy manifesting itself in two different ways? Or do you see them or experience them as, well, they're linked together through these rays, but no, there's Uriel, a distinct personality from uh, Aurora. How does that work for you? Yeah, see, this is where it, it feels paradoxical because I kind of feel like it's both. Yeah. They can so powerfully come through at looking differently to me, revealing different ways of doing things, but also that sense of they they are one in the same. So, yeah, it's hard to describe that, but I can feel it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, that's totally legit. You can, that's totally legit. So, okay, now, now I've got all these questions. Which one do I want <laughs> first? Well, let's finish this and then we'll go to the other one. So it's like the, the system of the 15, which is, I don't know, that's what I'm just calling it today. It now has a name. Okay, the, the system of 15 has um, these 15 angels. Some of those angels are perceived to actually have feminine energies. Yeah, like, yeah, Gabriel. I Ariel Gabriel, which is a little controversial because religious people will yell at me sometimes about Gabriel, you know, uh, Jophiel, which in some systems, the system of the seven, Jophiel is like this, like masculine warrior archangel. It's like, do you feel like you're someplace in the middle or how does it work that angels that are in one system and I, I know it's it's just a system we don't care pick one I'm always saying that but Ariel's feminine in this system but also feminine in your system so a who is Ariel's counterpart and is it masculine or how does, what's what's going on so what I have got for Ariel is Raziel and the Actually, you can switch the name around and they act as an anagram of each other almost. Uh-huh. But again, everything that I've got is something that I've asked and I totally believe and trust and respect whatever like you are, whatever systems people are believing in. The only thing that matters if you, you're connecting to your angels and, and they're helping you, that's the main thing. Right, right, right. And we totally agree on that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, um, but but I've paired, paired them up together from my meditation experiences. So there's, for every female archangel in your 11 slash 12 system, there's a male. Are, yeah. are there males that are not in the fifth system of the 15 that we've not heard of? No, you will have heard of every okay. male in my okay. book, absolutely. Okay. okay, okay, all right, cool. So it's just a few in the 15. There's a few archangels that I, I don't know why I just don't really work with. I, I don't know why. And I do believe in them. I have had encounters with them. Um, but um Raguel, mm-hmm. um, Sandalfon, they're not angels that I am really have had much experience with. 
you know, and I, I get it. I, I, I started like, so I'm going to call this, there's channeling with a little C and channeling with a big C. Okay. And channeling with a little C for me is what I did for a really long time where it was just like, okay, it's like Joe feels all about, well, in my system, Joe feels all about beauty and positiveness and helping us to lift up our eyes and to see that life is beautiful, to like stay in this place where we can manifest um, what we want from a place of seeing the beauty of life. Here's here's my version of Jophiel. And so I would just like go, okay, this is what Jophiel would say about that. So about a year and a half ago, I guess it was, I started channeling with a big C. I had tried that like 18 years ago. And, you know, the thing about it, Claire, is I was just, I just wasn't ready for it. Someone was trying to lead me through doing big C channeling to channel Michael. That it's, it, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. And she's like, you know, I have a thought. She's like, let's switch to Uriel. Now, Uriel was, you know, was my, for the first archangel to just like grab me by the shoulders and hug me and calm, you know, stamp his little seal of a flame on my head. And, and, and so suddenly I could do it because big C channeling is faith-based and trust-based. If you don't trust, you can't. And so somewhere in there, so so over the last year and a half, I really got into the big C channeling. And that has been fascinating to me because what came for me is that these archangels are not what I anticipated. And archangels that I would have sort of ignored, kind of, if you will, were, were Shamuel and, and Sandalfon. Archangels that a prior mentor of mine sort of watered down, you know, is like Shamuel is to help you find your car keys and Sandalfon is the Archangel of Music. And these are, these are great. I mean, it's like, that's fine, but I knew where my car keys were and <laughs> I'm a great singer. So I didn't, I, I just kind of like ignored them until I started like really big C channeling and going, Oh, totally other thing. Totally other thing. And to the point that Sandalfon is one of my favorites. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love Sandalfon because the archangel of prayer, the weaving of our prayers into a wreath that is taken to the heavens and laid at at the throne of the divine. And it's like, I just love, I eat that, you know, for breakfast. But this is a whole long way of coming back around to this full circle of, don't you think that archangels, male or fe- archaea, or Ar- I mean, we haven't even used that word yet. Silly us, archaea, and arch- archangels come to us when we're ready for them. Yeah, definitely. And the way you're describing Sandalfon now is absolutely making me want to <laughs> work with Sandalfon. <laughs> it's a, I just think they show up when we're ready. But I also think that for us as spiritual teachers, they show up when our audience is ready, you know, because it's like you and me and Diana Cooper and Isabel Fonfalawa and all the angel teachers, we're all like saying the same things. We're just saying them in our way. 
And the beauty of the divine system is that there are people who can hear Radley's way and there are people who can hear Claire's way. And we're just really, we're just members of the angel choir. We're just singing the songs that they want us to sing so that we can bring people to the magic that they bring to our lives. Absolutely. So tell me about the system of the rays, because, and I I can be totally wrong, because I've not studied this. Aren't there seven rays, or are there more? Well, there's more rays now, but again, Radley, I don't follow... um, these linear things, the way that I've been taught from my martial arts days, our teacher didn't even tell us the names of the moves that he was that we were practicing until we were all black belts. And he said, because as soon as you uh, we label something, you create an attachment to it. And, and that's not what it really is about. So mm-hmm. it's just experience it and doing it. So equally, I um, I don't know every single ray, but I know that there was the rays that were, um, do you know how I link up the angels with the chakras? Because I find that the wisdom teachings uh, that they have shown me really link up with specific chakras. So that's how I have created a bit of a system and not necessarily with the rays. And I think the rays are a bit confusing as well. I agree. (laughs) They're not the same color of the angels, which doesn't make sense to me at all. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah, I get, I love Diana Cooper to pieces, but she is so far over my head. I sometimes I would sit into her events when we were at the same events and I was in awe of what she was doing and in awe of her students who were like on every last word. And I'm sitting there with my quintuple Sagittarius going, I don't get it. I, I'm going to leave. <laughs> it's like, so therefore, since you are talking about 12 Archaea, which by the way, is a word that means a female archangel. Is there more to that than that? Or is that... Um, do you know, I prefer the word feminine instead of okay. female. I actually wanted to call right. this book the, the Divine Feminine Archangels, um, but mm. I was overruled. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah. So, and the reason why I preferred that was because I didn't want people to just assume that I think that angels are female and male. So they must have colors in common. Yeah. So... Um, so what's two Archaea who have the same color? Oh, two in cut right, I get what you mean now. So I shall I just quickly talk through the chakras or would that be yes, two? please. Yeah, go ahead. So I naturally put Ariel at the base chakra because she helped me to overcome my fears. And she's got that warrior-esque right. energy. And also Raziel, the connected to manifesting in the material world as well. So I place them at the base chakra. And when I am invoking those angels, I don't know what ray Ariel is, but I bring in this ruby energy because I feel like it's healing the root chakra. Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like Raziel has a rainbow energy as well, but that feels like the only angel um, in the system. 
that has has the rainbow. That was a quote. If you're listening on the audio, <laughs> <laughs> and then for the sacral chakra, uh, we have got hope, and hope is with Gabriel. And again, they are manifesting angels, and that chakra is, of course, orange. But I also sense Gabriel a lot with white energy and white light. Right. A lot of people do, yeah. Yeah, but it, it kind of depends what you need, I feel, because every colour spectrum has different energy, different vibration, and can help heal you with totally different things. So that's a, another reason why I don't get too attached. But if there's something going on with the sacral, they're the angels that I will call in. And then for the solar plexus, Uriel and Aurora, because fire, and this is your sun center. Um, so it would be uh, yellow energy, vi- very vibrant energy. For the heart, Shamuel and Charity. And then I always say to people, you know, the, the colors that people usually choose are pink or green, but what whichever yeah. you prefer. Right. Um, the throat is Faith and Michael, which is blue, communication. Uh, the third eye, Zadkiel and Holy Amethyst. So nice, vibrant purple or violet, whatever shades you like there. And then for the crown, um, which I vary between white, gold, silver, whatever comes through. I just go with the floor. Um, Joffiel and Christine. So... I think what I'm loving about what you're saying is that in so many ways, you have channeled with a big C this information without over much regard for what anybody else wrote. Yeah, um, I just feel like I'm, I'm very creative with everything I do, and I feel like I need to if someone asked me to write an essay on something now, there's no way I could do it. I've got ADHD. I can't concentrate on stuff like that. But I can shut my eyes and imagine something and bring through all these ideas. Um, so that's the way that I've done it. And I've just had to trust in a way because, you know, someone could buy the book and think, oh, who's she to say this or say that? But I just had to follow my heart. And, and that's why I've put my experiences in there. And why I also say, you know, you go with whatever you feel, because none of us have got the whole picture. We've all got a piece of the puzzle um, and we're having our unique experiences. Um, So, yeah, I don't think I know everything. (laughs) And yeah, it's like you said something I think that is super important, especially for people who are listening to this right now. And that is something that from my left brain has been a challenge for me is this concept of who am I to say anything? Who am I to say that the the stuff that I'm channeling with a big C from, from, uh, for example, Raziel is real and for a real, well, I still do this for a really long time. I would pull out the books and go, okay, this is what I'm getting. Does anybody agree with me? Am I out in left field? What what am I getting? And this has created for me this decision point where it's like, okay, all the books say blank. I'm getting that. Am I going to mute myself or am I going to 
go with it, you know? And, and, you know, it's like, we can go back to like Claire Prophet, or we can go back to, um, for, for, uh, for those of you who don't know, Claire Prophet is a, what was a, a big channeler of angels and ascended masters and created some things, some systems that were based on other systems, but that really brought those systems into full swing. And she was like, uh, 50s, 60s, 70s. Is that right? I can't I'm remember. Not exactly. sure. Yeah, I think that's right. Or we can go back to Dead Sea Scrolls, which is spooky, creepy stuff, right? That, <laughs> and, and so you really get into this whole concept of, well, I can go back to Dead Sea Scrolls. This is where a lot of stuff comes from that dreadful book of Enoch that I don't recommend anybody read ever. And <laughs> but from which we get all this stuff from angels, including names and stuff. And so it's like, well, okay, so... Does the person who we don't even know who is, who wrote Book of Enoch, why are they an expert? Yeah. Uh, why is Claire Prophet, lovely as she probably was, why is she a pro- why is she a prophet? Why is she an expert? So I feel like that teachers like you and me have to be in this space of as it's like this is what we're getting, and we're getting it for a reason. And like you said. Even if you locked all of us in a room who are the the teachers of the day, we're not going to agree, right? We're just, yeah. I was like, I, I'm, I think Lorna Dern is lovely and I don't agree with what she says. And so we're not going to agree, but is this just going back to what we talked to the, at the, the top of the hour about my voice versus your voice versus, no, 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 I don't like the word versus my voice, my voice and your voice and Diana's voice and everybody's voice trying to reach 7.7 billion people on planet earth to say you have angels. So I think we just have to like go law. We just have to say it and, and trust it and go, well, maybe it's not perfect, but uh, it's still the basics. Yeah. Yeah, I think as well, because the messages that I'm receiving from the angels now, it's really practical. It's all practical stuff that people can apply to the life straight away. So in in a morning, it might be um, a bit of advice, but there's something to do. There's always a call to action off the angels these days for my audience. And I I think that, you know, we're gearing towards people doing this themselves everything that I'm bringing through is to help people. So, you know, eventually they don't have to be checking out the books and stuff. They're just going to know it's natural for us all to do this. It's just that, you know, trusting in it, trusting in ourselves and allowing it to come through. And then, you know, what, how we're creating our own systems. It's just an expression of how we're experiencing these angels. And, you know, one day, hopefully there's going to be all these millions of people all having their own, which are totally different from ours experiences. Well, I think it's just inevitable that any theoretical system on how the angels who are messengers of the divine, how the angels work is going to evolve as human man, as mankind, as the human race evolves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it just sort of has to, because the messages that, I think that what we, what you and I are saying would have fallen on deaf ears a hundred years ago. 
<laughs> I just do because I just don't think that they would get it. Yeah, I, I think maybe even 20 years ago. Well, um, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. yeah, it could have been. It could have been, you know. Yeah, no, you're probably right. You're probably right. It's For those so of you who are just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say it's so beautiful how much interest there is in angels and spirituality. I mean, when I first got into it, it was so exciting, all this information about the the golden age and the mm. waking up of humanity, and it, it's actually happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay, let's talk about that. So are you naturally an optimist or are you concerned about the world? I've got to say that I am an optimist. Mm-hmm. Um, And rather than worry about things, my sensei, Ted, used to always say, what do we not do in here? Worry. We never worry. Um, And, you know, again, everything's energy. So we can choose to either shine our light and try and uplift a few people just by smiling in the supermarket or when you're in your car, allowing someone to go past and it puts them in a better mood. And then they might be nicer to the children or the husband or it has a ripple effect. So I know there are concerning things going on in the world. I'm not naive to it, but I choose to remain optimistic and just keep going, focusing on the positive and the things that I can change. I agree. Because I think that if we get too focused on the drama that is presented to us, then we get distracted and we're off path. Yeah. Yeah. We slip into fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably be agoraphobic again if I was watching the news. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's not do that. Let's not go back there. <laughs> you'll be you'll be taking a bus to the to the first stop and coming back again. <laughs> you don't want to do that. No. Do that. So, what have we missed? What do you want people to know about the feminine archangels that we haven't covered? I just really feel like the the feminine angels, a big, big reminder for me was part of our healing process here. And I think I'm speaking for many people is the ability to be mothered. And that's what the feminine energies and the feminine angels help us to do, because the way that most of us have been raised you know, to keep striving and achieving and comparing and competing. And it's just, I I feel like it's so simple. It's going back to basics, all of the inner child healing, um, looking at our own stuff. And that's what's going to help us to achieve whatever it is we want to achieve, you know, whether that's just uh, having a peaceful life, um, whether you're searching <laughs> my mission when I was 14, I was trying to attain spiritual enlightenment, Bradley, because I'd seen somewhere um, like some kind of Buddha quote that um, Buddhism cures all of your worries, enlightenment, you have no worries at all. So as a teenager, I was trying to bypass all of my trauma and everything that was going on and think, right, I know, I'll just attain enlightenment. And that's why I studied Buddhism, Wicca, shamanism. Like I have studied nearly everything because I'm so interested in spirituality. It's my absolute passion and life. And then, you know, I've sort of come back round to not really having a path, just focusing on how can I get the best out of this day? This day is a gift. How can I be peaceful? 
being grateful. And it's those small things that add up to a wonderful life. And I, I suppose that's just what I'm trying to get across with the female angels. Like I said, they're very practical. You know, remember to do this. Treat yourself if you want. Why? Let's take a look at this. And it's all about refining your own spirit and your personality and your mind. That is what where I feel like I'm going personally. And then obviously when we have those aha moments, we can share those experiences with our audiences as well. And I feel like it's really important for our audiences to know that we do have struggles as well, because sometimes, you know, we've heard, oh, it's all right for you. You've got this angel helping you. Well, it's true that we do have the guidance because we're asking for it. I'm always mithering the angels, Radley. You know, I'm all, can you tell me this? And what about that? <laughs> That's why I know so much because I'm constantly asking. It's not because I'm the chosen one. I was seeking them. I invited them. Um, so yeah, it's good for people to know that we all go through struggles. Every single person going to have losses and everything, but angels just can make it so much easier for us because they're bringing in that hope. They can bring us clarity. They're just amazing. Thank you, angels. <laughs> so I have two more questions that are kind of nosy just because I'm curious. So Ariel was the first one to show up for you. Is she like a core one for you still? Or was she just the leader of the band? She she was the leader of the feminine angels. Uh-huh. Uh, she is one of my all-time favorites because I feel like I've got such a close bond. I feel like she saved my life. She's always gonna be like, come on, Ariel, help me out. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah. I love her myself. And then is any particular archangel bending your ear the most right now? It doesn't matter either side of the either side of the gender coin. Yeah, Michael is Michael bending. Yeah, okay. yeah, and he, he keeps leaving me doves um, in signs. So I actually asked. I always do it when I'm doing a live. Come on, angels! Everyone who's watching, we want to see a dove in the next seven days. And because I said that, I have not stopped. <laughs> seeing doves on other people's cards people sending me pictures um so yeah michael uh he's coming through a lot lately for me i think that we never get tired of the signs oh i just don't because it's just it's the truest comfort it's the truest validation of what we are doing because one of the things because my, my the people who listen to this know I used to be an accountant. And the aspect of being an accountant, there's several aspects of being an accountant that I'm glad I still retain. But the number one is that is the whole mathematical aspect of what are the odds that I would see a yellow butterfly 84 times today? And I was asking for a sign from Uriel. And so to me, the the analytical side of myself that I still and there's a yellow butterfly right outside my window it's like (laughs) what are the odds right it's like and to me that's part of the faith of it because I'm like I can I can go the odds are astronomical this should not have happened it has to be angelic angelic intervention and, and angelic messages yeah and they mean everything to us 
it's so exciting when you do receive it. Um, you know, I was shuffling my cards this morning and one flew out the pack. It was an animal deck and it's quite new. I won it in a, a competition. I won a oh, raffle with all these Oracle decks. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, it was the Dove one that was on the floor. Um, oh, so that's a little calling card for me at the moment. And then someone on who I follow on Instagram, she wrote something about the Holy Spirit and she'd put a dove on today as well. But everyone in my membership, they're all looking for the doves and it's me that keep putting all mine in. But don't you think, Radley, as well, that sometimes people can miss the uh, signs from angels quite easily? I remember um, I was I was on TV. It's a TV show in the UK called Steph's Pack Lunch. It's a daytime TV show. Okay. And they asked me, would I go on at Christmas and just do something nice talking about angels? Live on TV, I'm like, right, come on, let's set the intentions that your guardian angel is going to prove to you that they exist by bringing you a sign. I want you to choose something and don't make it easy for them. Don't ask for a white feather, ask for a purple feather or, you know, something, the miracle workers. So don't question what an angel can do. And after we'd finished filming, one of the camera crew came over and she said, I asked for a teapot. Do you think that's silly? And I said, no, you can ask for anything. And as she's speaking to us, because it's Christmas and they're having a bit of a celebration, someone comes in with a tea tray and they've got this Christmas pudding teapot on the tray. The strangest thing is she didn't even see it. And I just left her for a while and then I said, there's your teapot. And she was like, oh, oh, wow. Um, And yeah, it came to attention then that I feel like I'm very observant and it's kind of, Look for it, but don't look for it as well. Because if we're like looking in every single car, oh, if they got a panda bear in the car, that's when we don't trust. Right. And it kind of blocks us, doesn't it? Um, so I feel like there's a fine balance of it. This is one of my this is my one most recent deck, the Archangel Michael. I haven't got them yet. Yeah. And here's a card for you. Recognize the signs from above with a dove. And this is a butterfly. Yes, and it has well, it has a gold coin, it has a white butterfly, it has 444, it has a white feather and a dove. And it says, Angels are sending you messages now, but you're too distracted to notice. Stay alert and open to divine guidance. So there's your dove for today. That is perfect. On my Facebook today, I got my Facebook followers to ask to see 444. There you go. 444. There it is. So thank you. Of course. So Claire, tell people where they can find you, tell them things that you have going on, give them the, give them the list, go for it. Okay. So you can find me on Facebook. It's Claire Stone, S-T-O-N-E, because I know I've got a very Northern accent. <laughs> Instagram is Claire Stone UK. If people would just check that they followed the verified account, because there's a lot of copycat accounts. Yeah. And then over at my website, which is clearstone.co.uk, you can find out all of the events that I do in person and online. Um, I do tarot magic because I'm a massive tarot queen as well. And then in person, I do, uh, I've got a women's retreat at my farm, glamping this weekend. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's all on there, everything I'm doing. 
Claire, thank you so much for coming to join me. It's like, it's a wonderful topic. And I know that the people who are listening on mindbodyspirit.fm or the people who are watching on YouTube have loved every minute of this, just like I have. You are a doll baby, and I am so glad you could be here. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, guys. See you next week. You've been listening to The Angel Tarot Show with Radley Valentine. To discover more, visit RadleyValentine.com slash podcast. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.